what do I do when when you spill <laughs> when you spill your spaghetti, accidentally step on the cat, hit your head, fall down the stairs, and break your phone? I I, I try and uh, I do the whole deep breath thing. You know, for me, I think wellness means looking around your friendship and family and where you're living and how you're living. I have to be jobs, eating habits and stuff and feeling peace and feeling lucky rather than always trying to struggle for the thing that's out of reach. I think a lot of people know ADHD. I was the first generation of kids that they're like, he can't stop talking, but his math scores are great, but he's dyslexic and can't spell. But like, what, what's going on? The idea that the word disorder is in, is in the ADD, ADHD thing is, is phenomenal because it's that whole, you can't judge a fish by how well it climbs a tree. I, I like to say ATC, attention to creativity, because we're all just creative people. You know. Welcome to the Collaborative Resource Hub by Wellness Provisions. We're bridging the gap between mental health, wellness, and rock and roll. I'm Amy McBride, owner of Wellness Provisions, the most badass wellness business. Hey, are you feeling a little stuck in life? I offer wellness coaching sessions. Book a session with me if you're seeking to get healthy and ahead. Sessions are available worldwide. And check this out. Wellness Provisions supplies rock and rollers with high-quality supplements. We've simplified your shopping experience and given you a trustworthy place to go where you can essentially shop blindfolded. And did you know, all our Collaborative Resource Hub interviews air on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Subscribe to stay in the loop. Go immerse yourself in the full Collaborative Resource Hub experience over on our website. You'll have access to helpful resources that will inspire and educate you. So let's inspire each other. If that guy did it, so can you. Last but not least, my legal disclaimer, nothing in this interview or the Collaborative Resource Hub substitutes medical advice. Please connect with your GP if you need medical guidance. Dave from Big D and the Kids Table, how are you? Doing well, doing well, excited to be here. Yeah, we. so when we first got on Zoom, I commented on the artwork behind you and I have to comment on it again now that we're rolling live or yeah. you know recording um, because everyone's gonna notice those are, the paintings are so badass. Yeah, like uh, we were kind of chatting, Big D was on our second tour in China. It was my birthday. Um, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time was staying with my folks, which is funny because they're just meeting her and she's painting these, you know, so my dad, my dad, did a really good job of going well the blood is really nice me you know like you know he he kind of was supportive and so she sent me these pictures of him and I didn't even know she was this talented like I knew she was talented with drawing and some sketching that I've seen but I mean I didn't know it went to this caliber and I was just yeah. floored and they're big too yeah yeah they're really big yeah they're like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's hard. I mean, because I mean, I do some art stuff, but I feel like it's really hard to draw on such a huge scale and keep it in perspective. You know, what's even crazier, um, Brie, my wife, it, it's even easy for her. It's like it, she doesn't it doesn't even look like she's having trouble at all. She's just like burp, 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 like Bob Ross, you know, Bob Ross is just kind of like do, 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 yeah. done. Yeah, that's what she's it's crazy. She's yeah. like drinking a coffee, painting, like no big deal. <laughs> Absolutely, just on the ground. And, and you know, I, that's why I love artists in general, because I love the, I was a big comic, I am, was a big comic book person. So I look at this as like, you know, her power is fire. My power is water. You know what I mean? And I just, 
I can't get over it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, so your band, if you had to, to describe uh, your sound sonically to someone who hasn't heard you guys before, what would you what would you say? Our sound? Okay, so I would describe the sound as, you know, ska, punk, stroll, reggae dub, <laughs> thrash. I have to throw it all in there. Um, because it's kind of hard one of one of but but the but a way also I would describe this sounds a little cheesy but the essence of big d is if you don't mind me saying friendship do you know what I mean like we whenever we write songs together it's very like what do you have what are you into what do you want to do in it the way you are in a band when you're like 16 17 years old and you're like whoa we can do anything rather than when musicians get a little older they might have goals of success you know, like if we write this song, we can get the T-Mobile commercial. Do you know what I mean? Right. So like, I think that changes how you write. And so we all, it's, so it's, it's more friendship. It's if someone in the band isn't a writer, he doesn't, we'll be like, hey, you don't have to write a whole song, just write a part. And we'll, we're very supportive. Do you know what I mean? And so that's, so when you say the sound, it's almost like the sound of Big D is collective friendship conversation, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and that's a good point because it's like I don't know if like naivety is the right word or whatever, you yeah. know, but it's just like joy instead of this like forced creativity. Business. Yeah. Like I've tried very, very hard and very naturally um to make sure you know, Big D has to deal with business, you know, you have, you have to make sure things work, but to really not get as into it as everybody else I see around me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like my colleagues, if you will. Like, you know how sometimes people might feel like they have to change when they turn 30? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I have to change. I have to wear these shoes now. You know, what I mean? everyone kind of goes through, I mean, even I did it. I was like, am I supposed to, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, but musicians start doing that and musicians start going, oh, well, I can't, I don't, I don't know, be as creative because I'll sell less records and less people will come to the shows and I could lose my booking agent and the label won't like it. I try to keep that noise very far away because music is the only thing, you know, like you hear a lot of people say music is the home base and that can't be ruined for me. That, mm -hmm. That's the thing that can't turn into capitalistic goals, you right. know? Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. So what does wellness mean to you? Very vague question. I, for me, I think wellness means looking around your friendship and family and where you're living and how you're living, have it be jobs, eating habits and stuff and feeling peace and feeling lucky, Fe feeling lucky when you look at your friend, when you look at your family member, when you look at, you know, when you look around just being appreciative and lucky um, rather than always trying to struggle for the thing that's out of reach. I find that's because, you know, I mean, I really have, a kind of life theory of, you know, do I have water? Will I be okay if the storm comes? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because every invention right now, you know, we're living like kings compared to people who were kings. You know what I mean? Like, I still would want to be higher, like whatever classes, I mean, lower middle class, higher, lower, like whatever the financial, then, you know, with all the lucky things I have, then you know, a million years ago. So I think we're all very lucky. Yeah, indoor yeah. plumbing is pretty awesome. We should all be <laughs> <Yeah. with> that. 
<laughs> and electricity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there, so has there ever been a time, I guess, like in your life where you had to shift your priorities to make yourself a priority or anything like that? Well, I've had a, I've had a, a very weird adventure as far as formative years when it comes to like third, fourth, fifth grade and, and whatnot. I think a lot of people know ADHD, they have a term ADHD. And um, when I was little, it was just ADD. Um, but I was the guinea pig for all of that stuff. You know, like I was, I was the first generation of kids that, that they're like, well, he can't stop talking, but his math scores are great, but he's dyslexic and can't spell, but like what, what's going on with this kid? You know what I mean? And so then every adult's like, why no why no and none of them know and um and so like I always had to work much harder all the time for the c plus or the b you know what I mean and so I you know so a lot of my schooling and stuff was just working so hard and then you see the other people next to you just going you know what I mean but it's given me a good kind of work ethic and um I, I, I won't be stopped attitude. Do you know what I mean? And it's worked out great to the, I'm so excited that the text language has come. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like the abbreviating everything, because now I sound like friggin' Shakespeare. <laughs> you know what I mean? And everybody, I mean, like, cause you know, I've forced myself at this point to, you know, want to write well and, um, and make my thoughts understandable. So as everyone's digressed, uh-huh. I've, I've come out on top. I was just like, you kind of stayed the same, but everyone else has gone down. So now you're yeah, That's how I see it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So did but, you, but I real, mean, sorry, but for your question, were there times? Yeah. Of, yeah. I would say those were hard times because, you know, I would, I would have to take trains up to Salem to go to school and just teachers and just the whole schooling thing was, could get really frustrating. And that's why, you know, they always say with, with kids with ADD or dyslexia, you, you got to make sure you support them because if they get frustrated, then they're just going to flush the whole idea down the toilet and, you know, go, go do something else. Yeah. And, and one thing that I always try to tell people is the, the, the idea that the word disorder is in, is in the ADD, ADHD thing is, is phenomenal because it's that whole, you can't judge a fish by how well it climbs a tree. I, I like to say ATC, attention to creativity. Do you know what I mean? Because we're all just creative people. I love the fact that I can do dishes, watch a movie, sew my backpack, you know, like do 50. Th I, I, I love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would, you know, so they can't call it a disorder. If I, if, if given the opportunity to not have it, I still would choose to have it. So, you know can what I mean? You, do you, can you focus? Like if you need to, if you really need to sit down and focus on one thing, do you, have you cultivated that? I've, I've figured that out over the years. Yeah. Yeah. To a point where I think pretty good at it. Yeah. yeah. But like, if I'm reading a book, let's, let's, for an instance, in the van, when I read a book, I have to read three books at the same time. Cause it's almost like channel surfing. You know, I do one, one chapter on some sort of fictional adventure and then one chapter, or if it's a poetry book, like six poems, and then one kind of book that's off the cuff. So then I'll just go on. A <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, like when I, when I read, and this used to be, I, cause I read so much more 
you know, before, but like, yeah. um, I would read like a science book and then just yeah. something fun, like David Sedaris or something. And then another heavy, but like your brain needs like shifting gears, I think is okay. And that's it. It's like perceived as like, oh, you're scattered. It's bad. But like, why yeah. does it have to be? Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, everybody always, the whole joke about reading is people fall asleep. And so it's like, yeah. it, it's not falling asleep, you know? Yeah. You, you're winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, I would say those years were, were t very tough, but, um, I'm a better person from it. So yeah. if you were talking to some adult now who has ADD or ADHD or mm -hmm. whatever, um, what, if they were still struggling with it, what would you say to them? It, I, it always said, so that's my buddy Drexel, who isn't aware the door is open, but it, it is open. That's my cat. Um, I really, not to go back to comic books, but it's kind of like Charles Xavier with the X-Men. And it's it's just, it, topically it goes really well. When someone doesn't really know how to use their power, like when Cyclops and Havoc had so much power. And, and what I mean by power, I mean like creativity in, within the person that they don't know how to use it. Yes, you do have to figure out how to use your mutant power. And, you, and that takes little things. But I think anybody who has ADD knows what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? They, ha they, might, they might just have to figure in, and why we get frustrated is because people will, in schooling and stuff will be, or in jobs will be like, do this. And you're like, well, that's not how I do it. Do you know what I mean? So I would just say figuring out how you function, never think you have a disorder. Always think that you have something greater than your average person and not get frustrated. Yeah. I love so. it. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what bums me out about labels is it keeps mm. you in this box. So many people just feel confined to, well, this is me instead of sort of, it's almost like saying screw the label when you, you know, with what you're saying, because it's like, that doesn't have to define me and I can, I can be exactly who I am. Like, I don't need to fit in this box. Yeah, and it's really tough because you hear these blanket things that people say to people, like, don't listen to people that try to keep you down, always have hope never give up but all these things kind of go yeah 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 yeah. i've heard this but they're all so true it's like don't listen to the people who are giving you the negative things and sometimes those people are your close friends and family so that's why you believe it but mm -hmm. it's just because they don't get you and yeah. people don't get creative people it's always the most uncreative people who put down the most creative people yeah yeah you know? and it's the whole thing again like another thing that you always hear is like you know, don't listen to advice or feedback per se from people who themselves have not accomplished anything or nothing in that field that you're within. You know, it's like yeah. there's no point of reference. Yeah, and and um, and any musician should know that when showing people their new song, no one's gonna not talk during the whole thing. They're, you know, all you want them to do is just listen to the song till it's over. People can't do it yeah. and the quote that's usually going to happen like you were saying is they're going to usually go you know what you should do you know what you should do is such that you don't need to mention it and my grandmother had the best you know what you should do she goes you know what you should do Davey you got to write a song that everybody likes and you're kind of like right that's that's right that's that's a good point Let me get on that Let me get on that <laughs> Yeah. So have you like, what is your, how have you, I guess, sort of responded to or traversed either negative feedback like that, or just like adversity on the whole or challenges? Like how do you deal and not spiral? I just 
I, I'm just the biggest press on. I'm like the an ox with so much baggage behind me. It was just going to keep pressing on. You know that quote they say that <laughs> insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. I guess I'm insane because I keep doing the same thing and I get great results. Do you know what I mean? Like I almost just don't agree with that saying. I, I know the saying is for a different purpose, but but yeah, just keep going total horse blinders like i'll i'll go as far as this kind of like when i went to school i was a drums I'm, my principal instrument's drums and right when i heard that everybody was listening to the same drummer drummers at the time neil pert and all these different drummers and i and i noticed they were all playing the same i immediately said i'll never listen to those drummers you know what i mean like i'll go i'll go far to make sure i'm i'm not assimilating you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'll, like even with today's culture of TV shows, like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Sometimes, sometimes it's good to take it in and watch a nice show, but sometimes it'll be like, I don't know. I don't want to, I want to be like you guys. <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I mean, so when I was like, you know, early days of punk, mm -hmm. um, you know, like high school or whatever, it's been, I mean, honestly, I think it was like two years ago I'm 37 it was like mm -hmm. two years ago that I finally actually heard the clash it right. was like when I was younger it's like I don't want to I just had no interest it just didn't draw yeah. me to like listen to the Ramones or the clash or the sex pistols I'm like yeah I got into like more obscure like 77 bands that weren't so mm -hmm. it's it's like I just wasn't interested in what everyone else was listening. Well, sometimes to. fans of a band can make it so you can't listen to a band <laughs> you know what I mean like I, I couldn't appreciate Marilyn Manson until all the Marilyn Manson fans went away. Then I was like, you know, this guy's pretty good. Even though there's a lot of controversy with him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Who was there not? And I know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But I, um, I know what you mean by the clash. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um. Here's an advert in less than 20 seconds. Did you know that Wellness Provisions offers one-on-one -on -one wellness sessions? Yep. So if you're seeking to get healthy and ahead in life, but feeling a little stuck, then book a session and let's get you unstuck. Now back to the interview. I'll tell you a little bit, a little bit more about assimilation. And, and that's when Big D went on tour. When Big D first went on tour, America was different. Like, I mean, each state was different. The only, the only chain was like McDonald's and like Subway and Taco Bell. Where even, so what I'm getting at is like, even the states are all the same. You know, like we'll go to a state and someone be like, you want to go walk around? I'm like, I don't need to see what this target looks like, you know? So, so, you know, it's like with the states, with individuals, I, yeah, I try, I try not to uh, like just get in line with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever gotten like pushback from people about being different? Yes. I would say there's, there's one type of person that doesn't, that I shouldn't say doesn't like me, but doesn't get me. And that can lead to them giving me gruff. Um, it's like someone who has much more money than I do, like who's from a fortunate family, um, but is, is lost inside, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I'll come off as very confident, but it's just because my grandma, it's just my mom, we just talk. We just, it's not like a, you know, it's just very empathetic kind of family. Like, how you doing? You know what I mean? Um, and they might be a little lost and wayward inside. And they just, it just really bugs them that I could have so much less than them and have more of a, a happy attitude. Mm -hmm. So those people can sometimes 
be flies around my ear that are like, man, just get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to the point where they'll, they'll pull me aside and go, what's the deal here? They'll also, they'll also like think that I'm like not honest about it. You know what I mean? Like, like it's my ploy or something, my stratagem or something, which uh-huh. is, which is depressing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you meet someone who's kind of like, Hey, what's up? And, and you can't trust it. You know what I mean? So, so those people can give me a hard time, but usually they come around when they realize it's just, it's just me. You know? Yeah. And that's yeah. true. I mean, that like suspect kind of like mm. uh, skeptical attitude for sure, just compounds the volumes. It speaks of them and oh, yeah. their inside. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you know what they say, they say, if you're, you know, envy and jealousy, like you're not going to be, you can be envious of someone, but you know, jealousy is different. It's like, if you are happy, you want other people to do well. You're like, oh, you did well. You know, like, and and I heard this thing. I don't know if it's poignant, but there's three levels of conversation I heard once. And the lowest form of conversation is is gossip and talking bad. That whole like, I have nothing to sh- to share with you that will make you like me. So I'll put down this person, and then maybe together we can bond. That and that's how we'll talk. Uh-huh. And the, the second level of conversation is like repeating stuff like. I read in the Washington Journal, I, I saw a family guy, did you see the new Batman movie? Just repeating things like, isn't Letterkenny so funny? Um, and then the third level of conversation is like, how are you? What are you doing? Do you wanna build a rocket ship? Like, what, what, how's your family? How's it? And so I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I, I loathe gossiping. I don't mind the second level, we all do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more of a third level conversationist and there's not many people who want to know if you're doing okay or if you're, how are your folks? There's not mm-hmm. very genuinely seldom care. people. Yeah, seldom people. You know, I think we all have like one or two friends that we're already going, well, Todd does it, Ryan does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting though about the levels. It's good because, it's- yeah. Dope. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say, it's good because once you start noticing someone who only does level one, you, it helps you go, ah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've known people like that and I'm just like, I don't feel good when I'm around them. I don't want to participate in that. So it's just like, yeah. don't, I'm so, I'm like at a different frequency and I yeah. don't feel good when I drop to that lower. And they level. always, they always change their tune right away. It takes one and a half times. You go, actually, no, I like Phil. And they go, yeah, no, 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 no. No, Phil's good, but they'll try one more. But, but you know, and then you have to do it. You have to do another half. No, I, I like that person. And then they immediately go, he's not, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And, you know, this, that's also like, kind of like the Marilyn Manson thing. Granted, I mean, I know he's a celebrity or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I, I don't just agree with whatever other people or even the media, whoever is saying about someone, like, if I don't know them personally, I mean, I'm just not going to, I just, I can't participate in whatever consensus opinion. It's like, oh yeah. Because everyone's opinion is so skewed. (laughs) What was that? Of course, he's going to stop there. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. You can look at my tail. You miss, this guy misses me. Yes. All right. Sorry. You just have one cat? Oh, no. His girlfriend is very important to the, so Drexel and Tsunami, this is Drexel and the other one's Tsunami. Uh, they are the most in love creatures I've ever witnessed on the planet. They just, they're just, it's us against the world. It's, yeah. So cute. He took her in. She was a feral cat. Oh, really? And then he was just like, come here, let's be in love forever. <laughs> <laughs> I wish mine were like that. Like, I know, I know. I'm so, I'm so happy. I mean, it's probably because I've had the other kinds of cats, you know, you know, lovely. 
yeah well because it's usually litter mates that are the two that are just so snuggly with each other um, mm. Mm. when you see them when you see them together yin and yang and you're like the world is good oh <laughs> that's so sweet um okay how do you balance like your stress levels either in the moment or mm -hmm. just in the day-to-day well, I have kind of like two life, I don't know if they're called, if they're mantras, um, but two things that I, I go to, but this, this kind of doesn't hit your question. So I'll, I'll try and answer it a little bit more real, realistically at the end. But so when I was in middle school, the, not to get deep, uh, the Gulf War was starting to happen. And my mom was a very big um, 60s activist and so she started, you know, getting a little kick in dirt and scratching head. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, well, you got to watch these things because, you know, you're at a certain age where if this thing keeps going and you're 18, you might have to go to war. And every, I'm an 80s kid. And, you know, most most everything 80s kids know is war movies, platoon, everything, you know, like they, they shoved Vietnam down our throats. Um and so it was a very realistic thing. And so then when you get older and you learn about World War II and you, you, you know, maybe you read some books and see more, more movies, yada, yada, yada. My, I can't shake the idea that not really, none of my problems amount to me in a foreign land in the mud, holding my stomach together, just wishing I was with my mom. And that's so many young men and women but historically young men's story that's their life pop oh shoot i'm gonna die right here mm -hmm. and so i've just always tried to appreciate that i didn't have to do that and like you know some people say like thank you for your service for our soldiers and stuff it's my personal way of thanking every person that's had to die in a field you know and so i can't allow I mean, sure, if the phone bill gets messed up and the phone falls into the pond, I'll go, darn it. But it's, it's not the same, you know? It's like, yeah. Like a, it's a luxury. A lot of our problems are luxuries, mm -hmm. you, know? <laughs> you know? And you can maintain, like, truly, like, on, for most times, you can maintain that perspective? Yeah. And, and because I'll do the second one. And again, I, I still have to answer, like, what do I do, though, when I boil over, like, it, when it happens? But Here's another kind of similar thing. Um, now, at one point I did have cancer, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I had thyroid cancer and they took it out. And so I call it drive-through cancer. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, it was really scary, but I didn't have to do chemo. I did, I did, I did have to do radiation, but I, which was a trip. Um, but I never had to do chemo, so I, ne I never wanna compare myself to people who do that. But, um, but when, when those things happen and death happens, you know, again, to the, to the modern American moaner, oh, um, everyone has to understand your real problems, the real ones, they're packed up on a train and that train is coming to you. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing that's going to stop that train, nothing. And so you might as well try and enjoy your life before it hits your stop because everything's going to be so much worse. You know what I mean? So it's like, I do have a mantra or a, a, not a mantra, but a, a general life lesson motto. motto. Yeah. Of just how dare I moan? You know what I mean? It's, 
yeah. it, it, it doesn't even go. But then I'm kind of, I'm kind of making myself be like, you know, I'm the greatest, you know, in the rockets, red glare. Not, I'm not trying to do it. So like, what do I do when, when, when you, when you spill, <laughs> when you spill your spaghetti, accidentally step on the cat, hit your head, fall down the stairs and break your phone. I, I, I try and uh, I do the whole deep breath thing, you know, like that, that the old guy in um, Napoleon Dynamite says at the Kip in LaFonda's wedding, you know, if you do ever get in a fight, a, a little long walk will go a long way. And so I, I do that, get some air and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sweat the small stuff. That's good. So like, if you're like stuck in traffic and it's like super aggravating. Just- That's funny you say that. That's funny you say that. Cause I know the one thing that gets me the most not like myself and that's going the wrong way so you have to you messed up you missed the exit okay you're late for something you're in traffic and i forget the other thing but all those together that like i'm late going the wrong way oh oh, you're about to run out of gas and you're in traffic like those things those those can send me (laughs) um but uh but what I try to do for that reason is I, I have in my car, because traffic can get to a lot of us. Um, I, I memorize lyrics of, of other artists in traffic. And so like, I'll just learn like LL Cool J songs and Beastie Boys lyrics. And so the traffic really, it's just allowing me to sh- sh- be practicing. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, yeah, that's cool. Cause it's using the time it's, it's viewing that, um, it's not a frustration anymore and you're viewing no. the time differently. I've diverted my like attention. Yeah. That's a really good skill. That can <laughs> and everyone should, everyone should learn their favorite band's lyrics. And it's so fun. You, you feel so smart. <laughs> and I recently just did it. Like I wanted to get a couple songs ready for this last tour we were on just because I wanted to hear them in the PA. I, I just wanted to hear what my voice would sound like, you know, cause you have to check a mic every day. Yeah. When you're doing LL Cool J, it's like, no rapper can rap quite like I can. I take a muscle bound man and put his face in. When you're like, you're like, yo, I'm LL Cool J. <laughs> it's funny. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. So I try to, I try to have antidotes prepared. And that's a very ADD thing is to set up, you know, I, I believe in time travel and, and meaning like a, an example is let's say you're going to go out drinking. Yeah, time travel would be you putting a Gatorade and, and, and getting your bed ready for you for when you stumble in, you know, like, oh, I love past me. They passed me, took care of me. So I try to do that with other things. Like, you know, if I have the lyrics in the car, maybe a harmonica, you know, like I try to set up. People do that when they take like mushrooms and, and like when they want to do psychedelics, they'll set up the perfect situation in case they get worried that there's little exits and you're there for yourself. So I kind of do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. true. It's yeah. It's pre- it's just being it's being prepared and having foresight. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if I get upset here? Oh, past Dave took care of that. Yes, <laughs> love that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I got that one from my grandma. Yeah, that's good. Smart grandma. Yeah. Um, have there been any lessons or anything? Because I know that your dad. Anything mm, yeah. that you've learned that really just shaped you almost like as an adult now or something you know anything just powerful from being a dad that you've learned well I'll do one before a dad I'll do just life lesson in general and I mean this just 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 do what I am about to say and you're just going to make your life 
so much better. And I'm not necessarily talking about myself when I say this, but people around me, you know, do not ever cheat with the person you're with. Do not ever do that. If you want to break up, break up. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you can't, if you have to cheat, you already know that it's in you, then break up. It, it is such a betrayal and you will get nothing out of it. Um, so if you're out there, do not do that. Um, and it should be fairly simple. Um, so that's saving everybody a lot of headache, you know? Um, and then you can walk away going, I never did that. Yep. I mean, I mean in this world of everyone losing care, like valuable character, at least you can hold on to some value, valuable character. But um, with kids, oh, yeah, that's a whole other, that's a other dimension. Um, I would say just keep telling your wife or husband good job of so many affirmations because what however <laughs> however tired you think you are it's a whole different game when you have kids it's like you there's a like cat williams the comic says there, there's a star player in you that you don't even know about do you know what i mean like oh like there's an exhaust like there's such strength in you that you just don't know it's there, but it helps if someone says, I see, I see what you're doing. And, you know, you like over compliment your partner, I think. Yeah. It, it can like recharge your battery more. Oh, I, I am doing a good job. Oh, thanks. I didn't know. You know what I mean? Cause I seems every parent's winging it. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like nobody knows. And like, you have to like, you know, you got to work on your own stuff so that you're not passing your crap down to your kid. And that's yeah. a lot. I mean, I don't have kids. I don't right, yeah. have kids. Right. <laughs> it's so much energy oh. and responsibility. Not that I don't have a problem with responsibility, but yeah. Uh-uh. There's a, there's a, you have to say goodbye to not goodbye forever, but you have to say goodbye to your, yourself in a, in a, in a big way as your vehicle for them. But you know what I mean? Like, um, cause there's crazy things that happen. Like, let's say real problems are happening. Like, like something's on fire, not really on fire, but you know, uh, but it's princess time and you got to play princess time for the next hour and a half or, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you gotta be like, let's do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, how do you, but that's kind of a good point because so many, oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's like every parent I think struggles with you know, um, putting themselves first in mm -hmm. any time or situation. I mean, but like, there's, you need to, like, you still have to keep yourself a priority. Otherwise, yeah. what, what are you giving to your child? Yeah, that's, that's really true. It, you need to have those times where you go out and see your buddies and yeah, totally recharge with your character. Yeah. But um, I got to say though, one of the best things about parenting is, is the world is crazy right now and america is so ridiculous with how hard we work for how little we get and um you know we go on for volumes on that but but i love doing the start over and the start over is like dad what's that oh that's thunder and what's thunder okay you see when it lights that's the light or dad what's that that's bark like the dog Right. It's the same word, but no, the tree has a protective, like, I like going back and doing the things, yeah. you know, because it's, it's better than where I'm at with my age with, let's say, 
cocktail party conversation. Like I can't, adults are exactly the way I thought they would be when I was 17. They are so boring. They're so insecure, uh -huh. always slighting you. They're as bad as I think all us teenagers foresaw. And so I don't mind playing princess, talking about favorite colors and animals till the sun comes up because it's just way more enjoyable. Oh, I like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But it's being in the present. And I think that's part of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, yeah. And I never was, you know, like a lot of us artists could could have, would have been a, like a reject or had had um, trouble making friends or being popular, if you will. Um, so I never really wanted to be part of this, the gabbing circles. You know what I mean? Just like, wah, 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 wah. I was always just kind of, so as an adult, that's like almost all that there's offered. And so it just feels like high school again. Yeah. Is there any kind of like mindfulness stuff that you are currently or kind of planning on sort of bestowing or, uh, you know, on your, on your kid? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we do the, we do the manners matter thing. It's just caring about trying to care. I mean, she's going to be empathetic just because it's just the way our family's family is. Mm -hmm. um, so the empathy is just going to come the altruistic way. Yeah. But so we might have to just teach her the other stuff, like, but don't get walked on. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, so I think she'll generally, I mean, she's already bursting with creativity. It's, it's ridiculous. And so yeah, I think I think she'll be a good, a, a really good person. We might just have to remind her that not everyone is kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just watch out. Yeah, you know? my my mom didn't teach us watch out until a little later, when she was like, "Oh, I should have taught you watch out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went out into the world like, "What are we all gonna do? Let's do it!" You know, and then you get screwed over by a couple friends, and you go, "Oh, okay." All right. <laughs> like, wait, this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, and I'm gonna have to watch her, her wellness because she is very creative and very talkative, and a lot of people are gonna go at her. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, no, stop. We're doing numbers. We're not doing all the fantasy that's pouring out of you. So, you know, she's gonna have to realize that she has superpowers that the that'll that are not wanted or that some people don't understand and then you know because they they often say that or I don't know why I said they often say but I, I believe that people think that friendly people are dumb and mean people are, are smart and you know what I mean and, and the meaner you are the more like well, that person must know and the more like hey how you doing people are like well they're just a bubblehead and, and I don't think that's true at all no yeah so interesting yeah yeah have you that's ever why all these politicians like 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 i don't know even take kanye it's like smile man you yeah. know what i mean it's like it's like i think that some of these people know that you can't you know you can't won't be taken seriously seriously yeah mm -hmm. that's just silliness it is yeah <laughs> have you ever considered like montessori or waldorf schools for your daughter she's in one right now yeah. okay cool three days a week and there she is um and she's liking it. She's liking it. Yeah. That would be. Oh, hello. How's your How's your morning going? What's awesome. your favorite, What's your favorite color? 
<laughs> Pretty. Red and blue. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? What we're talking about? Um, wellness. And, 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 yeah. and what are you talking to? I'm talking to Amy. Amy. What's Amy? She's my friend. Sorry. All right, see you in a bit. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm leaving this in the interview, by the way. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> um, she'll, she'll talk your ear off. I um, bet she will. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I, I think what you're doing is really great just to have the conversation going. Of, it's really good to, sh to have people share, like, remedies and ideas because, you know, my you know, my, some of my friends and some, and some people I know, you know, they didn't realize certain things in their past and, or certain things that they're used to are wrong. You know or what I mean? Unhelpful, like, yeah. So they're used to their parents treating them this way. And it's not until they see other parents treating other people other ways that they're like, oh, that is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it is nice that you're having people come together and talk about it. Cause you know, I've seen a lot of friends start scratching their head and going, I think there was something wrong. And I don't even mean to, to grave levels. I don't even mean to grave levels, but like yeah. small levels, like, you know, I never was told good job or, you know, my parents never asked me to do my homework. You know what I mean? Like small things like that, that later they're like, damn it. I, I, I think I could have been a better, stronger. I don't, I don't want to use those words, but first pers different person. If, if I had known, if I was aware, yeah. And that's it. Like the conversations, like the whole point of these interviews that I do is to just either pass on just um, inspiration and sort of like, you know, advice or tips for people that it may resonate with them, you know, just based on similar experiences or just being like kind of eye opening to, um, wow, like, yeah, that's possible or that could have been. And how mm -hmm. does that shape me now and what you know and just kind of prompting people to go inwards mm -hmm. and and parents you know parents are such a big deal like you know you're saying like I was saying there are some people who who might not appreciate me because of different things like I have I, I you know my parents amazing like loving supportive awesome but not many people can say that you know what I mean and most most people can't say that mm -hmm. so sometimes when you see somebody with like really wonderful parents it could frustrate you um to the level of the end of the movie this is england or um they can it can be the opposite and they can go oh my god that's beautiful you know like and then if you're like my friend then you spend time with me and you spend time with my folks and then you realize that they're treating you wonderfully and so you get you get a little uh -huh. you know what i mean and so a lot of who we are obviously i don't have to tell you or people listening um is our parents you know what i mean and that's that's a huge thing for us all to kind of figure out and wrap our heads around once yeah. once we're out of our 20s. But it's powerful too because if you don't like who your parents were, mm. you know, and if those are traits that you picked up or things that you're carrying on, you very much have the ability to just let it go. You can drop yeah. it. It's not easy, but you can drop right. it and you can become the the parent that you wish you had. Absolutely. Like a lot of people fall back on the well my dad was this way so I'm this way so my mom was to say I'm this way but 
I'll say my mom's uh my mom is Betty Betty Crocker wonderful oh my god like just the, the essence of a good person you know what I mean but her upbringing I have never heard a worse upbringing in my days yet you know I mean her past is horrific and that's another reason why maybe I'm the way I am because I've known her past and I'm like I don't have that you know and so but she didn't have to she didn't have to go that route you know she didn't I'm sure it was hard you know to but somehow she steered the opposite direction yeah you know? I mean there's it's a it's a gift you to pass keep passing on what you've been the cards you've been dealt or like I do not and will not allow you know mm -hmm. that to become you know my child's life and not once have I ever seen the evil go through her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, wow. and I've never seen the evil that she's seen. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to c connect yourself to your parents' problems as if you're just going to get them. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? Yeah. Oh, and that just made me think of how, you know, people are like, um, oh, you know, everyone in my family has had, um, you know, heart disease or diabetes or whatever. You don't have to have the same lifestyle. You can make different choices. You can think differently. Like mm -hmm. it's like staying in like a victim mentality to just be like, oh, well, that's just my life. Like yeah, you have the power to change it. Yeah. Hey, for instance, I, I, while talking, it doesn't sound like I have a Boston accent because it only comes on if I've had a couple drinks and I'm with my Boston friends. But my, my fucking mother, I'll tell you something, you know, I made a conscious decision <laughs> that mom doesn't quite sound like TV. <laughs> you know, just meaning, you know, she's my mom, I don't, I don't, I don't have it to her degree. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So, you know, one could easily say, oh, I talk like this because my mom talks like, you know, like you can make your own decisions. Exactly, you know I mean? so. absolutely. That's just, that's just a joke. <laughs> it's funny though, cause my mom, like, this is a scar. She, she calls it a ska, uh -huh. but I play in a ska band, but she calls it a scar band. So <laughs> it's, it's like, you can do it, <laughs> uh -huh. but that's only, funny. yeah. Dave has I had some weird accent that like, I don't know. I gotta be super just, I, especially in the interviews, I try not to slip into it. Yeah. But like, it's some weird Northeastern accent that I've never, I'm from Maryland, but I've never lived up in the Northeast. And I'd like go visit a friend in Boston and I come back and I'm like, it just exaggerated the accent. Oh, oh it so takes it's like, yeah. Um, let's go listen to records on a, you know, Saturday afternoon and, you know, what, you know, in Boston, whatever, like it's. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. And it was how typical. I talk. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't typical either. You didn't go for the harvard yard i like let's play some records. Have some gallic <laughs> records i like yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh, aaron mckenzie one of the doped up dolly singers uh biggie's other band you know she has big south boston accent i mean but it's so funny how right when she comes it just you just go right with it you know what i mean like it's it's weird how that happens you know yeah but, you like you match it it's a comfortability you know i i think it's 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 feeling like home <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. but, yeah yeah but um, when i'm doing a job interview i don't go dude this has been fucking a good time man i gotta <laughs> <tell> you. <laughs> you totally should though <laughs> yeah, yeah i probably get the job <laughs> oh my god we like you <laughs> we like you you're a good kid 
Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is, uh, do you have any quotes that you like a lot? Yeah. Okay. So I think I have two and I'm going to butcher both. Okay. Perfect. Um, one is a lyric. Um, and it's from my high school band and I was the drummer and his name is Dan DeAngelis. And out of all the lyrics still that I've enjoyed and written myself, I, I just still think this is the greatest. And, you know, for people listening, remember he was 15 or 16 when he wrote it. You know what I mean? So it's like, we always got to remember the older we get, you know, 15, 16, 17 year olds, they, they know, they know where they are. Maybe they don't know taxes, but they, they're aware, you know what I mean? So it goes, and I don't know all of it, but it goes, I am a piece of chalk trying to make my mark on the blackboards of our lives. Yet I barely scratch the surface before I crumble into dust, blown away by the winds of change, change direction far too often. Something, 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 something. I break away from the crowd. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I still feel that way. You know what I mean? Like all of it, trying to make your mark. You can barely scratch the surface. The winds of change are just blowing in all direction, you know? And so you got to give it to, got to give it to Dan, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's good. 15 year old. Yeah. 16. And then the other one, uh, which was the first poem I, I read and I'll, it got me into poetry. Um, and remember anybody out there who doesn't, who thinks they don't like poetry, it's, it's just that you haven't read the poem you like yet. It's just, we all like it. It's just, you haven't, it hadn't, that hasn't crossed your desk yet. But, um, so this is gonna be a horrible butchering of a Stephen Crane poem. And I didn't know they could be like this, which obviously led me to Bukowski to be like, I didn't know it could be like this, but I digress. So Stephen Crane's was, I was looking over a mountain and saw all the demons running and they were going in one direction until finally one of them looked up at me and said, brother, come on, let's go. And the idea is he doesn't even realize he's one of them as he observes the demons. And then one of them looks at him and is like, brother, come on. And so I was like, oh, that's just, I don't know. It's the first time I was like, hey, that is just powerful, you know? And then, then that usually leads you to crawl towards Bukowski and Bukowski can just, you know, some people don't like Bukowski because I think he takes a little time, he sets it up. So he could be like, the street was like this, the moon was like this, and we all wonder why we cry at night. Do you know what I mean? But you have to wait for that last sentence. And some people are like, you know, but yeah. it makes it more powerful. And so, and so that's what I loved about Stephen Crane's poem. You know, come with us, brother. And it was just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, had a twist. You, it starts, and you feel like he's not of them. Yeah. He's observing. He's he's up on the mountain. You know, he's looking down, and they're all going but, in the same direction. But it also realizes, like, so he's being beckoned, right? But like, yeah. he's not with. He is not literally. Yeah, and him. also he's still he isn't. He hasn't. Uh -huh. He. It doesn't go on to say he joins them. Right. You know so. Choices. A lot. <laughs> it's a good one. Choices. Yeah. Anybody out there is like, that's not how it goes. I was pretty close. I'm pretty close. <laughs> I'm not one of those. Remember, I'm dyslexic, so I can't remember. I, I can only remember the Yellow Cool J lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, I'm sure it sufficiently relayed the uh, sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So the tagline of my business is delay dying. The, what is it? Delay dying. Delay dying. 
Yes. So this is a question that I absolutely love to ask everybody. So um, if you had to give someone like advice or tips on how to delay dying or in other words, live happier and healthier, what would you say? Oof. Okay. Wow. What a question. I love Um, it. So if I could give advice to someone to delay dying um, and and live better, what would I say? Oh, um, I would say not get into the, instead of getting into the nine to five system of getting up and taking an, you know, at least an hour to an hour and a half commute park, give the eight hours, you know, and come back. I think that's going to wreck you. Um, and, and, and waiting tables, it's the same. Like if you're taking too many double shifts and you're starting to believe, if you're starting to believe what they tell you, for example, if you don't mind, once I was waiting tables and my boss, Bob said, Dave, go clean the printers. So I took Q-tips and I cleaned them all up and I was all done. And I thought to myself, wow, Bob's really going to be impressed with how well I did this. Cause I did it really well. And then I went, Oh my God, no, he's not. He doesn't care. Do you know what I mean? Like I got tricked or conditioned to keep working for him. So you always have to work for yourself the same or better than you work for your bosses. So instead of doing a nine to five, you know, do what you're doing and have your own job or somehow I know financial finances are tough, but somehow go to, to a different country, you know, um, join a band and sing for your supper and uh and see the world and so i think you'll live longer and better than to believe that the current system cares about you mm-hmm. you know yeah I've yay been- <laughs> 10 points yeah 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 it's happy happy yeah no it's I mean, uh, it's true it's true. true i think it'll, yeah. it'll kill you you need to have meaning i mean unless you love detailing and cleaning things for other people if that rings your bell then fuck yeah Yeah, but (laughs) totally yeah if if you know some people i know some people who who like that lifestyle yeah Yeah. because they like to buy toys and they want to buy jet skis and things yeah and i'm i'm not but to them i say give it time because i don't know that you've really tapped into your true self totally And, and then you get hit by a car or get cancer and then suddenly mm, good job yeah wasted two decades yeah but Mm -hmm. i had those jet skis but i had a jet ski them because i was too busy working (laughs) exactly oh it makes me so sad yeah all right um do you guys have anything cool coming up this summer or autumn like august september we have a couple so we just finished two little runs which are runs after lockdown which we're so excited to do, and we're still on that high of, my God, we can play shows. Um, so we're doing these little weekends, like with Mustard Plug and the Planet Smashers and Detroit, Chicago, and, uh, Canada. So we have these fun little runs. And then we are gonna shoot some fun videos. Uh, if you know, that if there's a song called Race Car Song, which is just a ridiculous new song that we have. And uh, the guy who fixes our van has a race car. And that's why I wrote the song. Cause I was like, what is that? And he's like, it's a race car, I race. And I was like, oh, if I write you a song, can can we shoot a video with your race cars? And he's like, yeah, I love that. And so I was like, doo, 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 doo. And so we're going to shoot. It's just so we can play in a race car. <laughs> and um, and so we got that coming up. Um, and other than that, um, just more music and more touring. Cool. Yeah. Exciting. So, awesome. 
I love it. It's an addiction. And remember, musicians out there, if if you love, if like there are some people who can quit. There are some people who can. Oh, sorry. There's some people who can go like, well, this isn't working out. I'm gonna go get a job. But some of us can't quit. Like we're just addicted. So all those people out there, ne never stop doing it. Do you know what I mean? And never compare. Uh, you know, the record's called Do Your Art because, you know. I've noticed being around artists, so many of them are giving up and hanging up their jackets and saying I wasn't good enough for guitar players. And, then, and I just want everyone to know that you are good enough. It's just that connected families and, and financially successful families, they're just gonna get it first. They're just, they're gonna get it first. That, that doesn't mean that your talent wasn't good enough. So, you know, I'm trying to say to everyone, you know, keep doing your art, it's like the great, special thing in you and, and don't worry about like economical success or mm -hmm. if you got likes and you know mm -hmm. just keep doing it you yeah know? if it's in your blood you got to just honor that don't ignore it yeah <clears throat> powerful yeah. cool all right thank you for thank you. hanging out and i got to see your daughter and your cat <laughs> and those amazing paintings from your wife so and chatting with you so this was this was cool i and i haven't i don't think i've talked to anybody who's kind of shine a light shown a light shined a light she did it yeah exactly on um add so this was cool to kind of dig into that a little bit awesome and thank you for having a um you know an interview like uh platform that does shares things like this and it's not just what's your favorite color and you know <laughs> this has been the most interesting conversation i've had for the whole do your art interviews you know this has been it's definitely changed my view on what's possible with a good you sign mission up accomplished yeah mission accomplished <laughs> and on that note we're out cheers Bloody blood on the crowd to be crude Don't think I can hold it in the elevator poop Everyone